Welcome to Cuisine Crossover, where we explore the diverse and delicious world of international cuisine in the Des Moines area and in the rest of the Midwest. I'm Lauren. And I'm Nora. And in this episode, we will be taking a deep dive into the menu of Taco La Familia. Tacos La Familia is a small, family-owned and operated authentic Mexican restaurant owned by the Arana family. They are best known for their burrito tacos, which is the reason why I go there every Tuesday to get the tacos. Um, They are closed every Monday, so do not go there. I learned that the hard way. But Tuesdays through Sundays, they are pretty much open from normal lunch hour times till 9 p.m. They do delivery pickups and they even DoorDash too. So you you found the restaurant just by finding burrito tacos on TikTok? Yeah, that's, that's basically how I found it. You would see videos on TikTok where people were just dipping the tacos into the sauce and doing like a lot of different things. I didn't see a lot of people on TikTok dipping it, dipping it in into like different things, but I personally be dipping into guacamole. Yeah. Okay, okay. Like fresh guacamole. Mm-hmm. Um, their guacamole tastes really authentic. It doesn't taste like um, how Chipotle's guacamole tastes or other Mexican restaurants be tasting. It really tastes like, oh yeah, you guys made this this morning. Mm-hmm. I know you did. The only thing about Mexican food in the U.S. specifically is the way they've Americanized it to better suit the palate of American citizens who aren't really used to spicy and hot foods. Yeah, like traditional um, Mexican cuisine. So yeah, uh, apparently Americanized Mexican food is known for its excessive use of cheese and sour cream, which although those are um, used in Mexican, Mexican food, that's not the main ingredients. Just various hot foods that um, Taco Bell and Chipotle, stay away from, right? Chipotle and Taco Bell just ain't it when it comes to real Mexican food. So today we are going to try Taco La Familia and experience what Mexican cuisine truly is and what it should taste like. Exactly. So we're going to go ahead and head inside, get side up, order some food, and introduce you to one of the owners of the restaurant. Stay tuned. Bye! first walk into the door um the first thing you're gonna see is the bathroom um, oh my god <laughs> you need to know that you know you could go pee <laughs> at any time <laughs> okay we're talking about food okay it's, so, it's true but you like, need to you know you need to restaurants should always have a bathroom yeah good so the first thing you walk in you see is a bathroom but no it's gonna be like a bench like there's a waiting area for you to sit there and be comfortable when you first walk in and um that's where a lot of people sit when they're like waiting for their food a lot of people do pickups and a lot of people sit there at the restaurant too but then when you get to um when you get past the waiting area there's a sign that says please stand here to like get seated and then um when you look out it's like seating on the right and then um there's a little room in the back that also has seating so it's nice and then the kitchen is to the left with um, a lot of drinks that they have that they make that day Um, there's like tequila and other various alcohol Paloma drinks they even have horchatas Mm. so the smell is enchanting. It's a breath of fresh air. Like, when you walk in there, it's, like, no grease. It's just freshness. Like, you smelling the food is really good, and it gets, like, water savoring. Like, I'm hungry right now. I'm thinking about the food. Mouth-watering? Mouth-watering. <laughs> I said my water savoring. Same thing. Y'all know. When you, and when you walk in, you're going to hear the the stove sizzling, that barilla cooking, basting, whatever. However you cook it, it's... I, I did not hear none of that. I heard it because I have... 
increased high deficiency in hearing. <laughs> I have increased hearing. She's Superman, yeah. I guess Angelica is gonna go further into explaining the background of her um, history with Taco La Familia, why it was created, and what they want to do in the future. Hi, I'm Angelica here working with my dad. We opened the business up six years ago. We grew up here in the north side. Okay, so I got burrito tacos with a mini soup. It is, I think they're number one. It is. Yeah, nice. They're number one dish here. And I got the carne asada. It's just rice, beans, just a side of cilantro and like tomatoes and stuff. And then they have tortillas on the side. Let's go ahead and try it. And what did you order? The burrito tacos. Why? Why did I choose that? Um, mm-hmm. If everybody eating a certain food, except for asparagus, um, I'm going to eat it because I just like tasting different foods, hence why we created this podcast, Lauren. What did asparagus ever do to you? Asparagus? A lot of things. Um, first, let's start off with it looks very suspicious. It's green and it just looks... Okay. Anyways. Just saying. So you like burrito tacos. Got it. Um, I ordered the carne asada. I just wanted to try something else other than burrito tacos because I had had them before. And I love them, of course. But I wanted to see what else people liked in the tacos La Familia menu. You should have tried it, Nora. Oh, sorry. Really good. So it's something like, it's traditional Mexican food. Carne asada is something like, what's the weather? Because now I didn't make carne asada in my pizza. What is that? What is it, though? It's just a thin slice of beef. It's cooked different, too, because the beaver is cooked with stew and the broth and all that. And then the carne asada is cooked on the grill. So how do I eat it? Is it just like a fajita? You can make it like a taco. Like, you could put your frijoles, spread it on the tortilla. Okay. And then put some rolls, put two delays on it. All right. This is really good. Yeah, you know it's good. You've had it before. And it hits every time. Anything asada, like a torta asada, tacos asada, burrito asada. Do you guys like use a lot of cheese and sour cream or is that kind of like on the background? We only put it on if the customer requests for it. Other than that, we're not cooking it on because it's just not traditional. Yeah, so we were right. Cheese and sour cream is a no-no for authentic Mexican food. Listen, I know y'all like probably like Taco Bell. I mean, I don't know if you like Taco Bell, but if you A eat lot Taco of y'all Bell, like Taco Bell. I'll be seeing y'all eat it. Oh, well, if you eat Taco Bell... If you eat Chipotle, it's okay, but just know it's not. It's, it's not real authentic Mexican It's cuisine. not real. Wake up. It's not real. So, yeah. yeah. Seek help. <laughs> Don't seek help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. And what kind of cheese do you use? Mozzarella. The Americanized ones use cheddar cheese? Yeah, right? Like when she was explaining the stuff about the La Loteria and um, all of the different, like at, the La Loteria is like a, a common game played in, often played in Mexican households. And I didn't really notice like the depth behind the decorations until she explained it, which is what I love like about how it all, I liked how it all kind of meshed together perfectly. So yeah, very homey, very welcoming to all. Love it. Yeah, and they had a lot of um, posters and painting paint, paintings, I should say, um, on the wall from Mexico, as she explained. Um, they had a lot of, like, family heirloom um, things in there, too. Mm-hmm, like sombrero. No, sombrero's in a family heirloom, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> we try to stick with, like, the colors of, like, our wall, yeah. decoration. A lot of things are actually from Mexico, like the little plates on the walls, the sombreros, that like poncho. And then like each table has a loteria on it. So the one we're sitting at, the Catrin. Okay. La Damas, La Luna. And that's something that 
every Mexican household like has and plays. And so we kind of stuck with that, bought that from a local artist in California. How do you guys balance being a Mexican restaurant and catering to the Midwestern taste and palate? It was a little difficult at first, like getting our name out there. Maybe the first year we kind of doubted ourselves a little bit, like, are we going to do this? Yeah. Like, what if we don't really get them in customers? And then we hit Route 2 and um, another local cook from here that was known in the black community. Yeah. He came here and tried our fried tacos and went live and he got us out there. Why was this location chosen? Uh, we actually grew up on Ninth Street and then we also grew up block away on Fifth Avenue. So we always grew up here. I could just tell that just by the way she's talking about it that... um. It's, she likes her job. Yeah, it's just very, they don't really care too much about like, oh, I mean, obviously it's a business. They have to like keep up with it, but they, it's, it's built on something like much deeper than just like making money in a business. She also told us about um, expansion, mm-hmm. future expansions. Yeah, if they plan to, if not. I think she said that they're slowly taking it. Like they're not like, they're slowly taking that process. They're not like ready to jump in completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they do, when they do get an expansion, it's still going to be like a location down the street from this one. Yeah, she did mention it's going to be down the street um, just because, yeah, they want to ex- have a bigger space and have... Must still stay close to their roots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would expand like here in the U.S., like having a more multiple location. I don't see that. I think you guys would do good, though, if y'all yeah. and you guys got it down. So when you got it down, since it's going to be a while until the, the new location, we're still going to have to be near. I'm pretty excited because what we're adding is really good. So we asked her about various menu items that we're going to be making a come up in these upcoming months, um, one being a lote, which is a corn... Well, it's like a cup, and then you put corn in it, and then mayo, and um, cheese, and then it's like this, like, peppery... It's it's not pepper, Is it tahine or what? Tahine? Yeah. Okay, you put tahine on it. I think that's what makes it sweet, and mm-hmm. then you, like, mix it, and it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was kind of, like, suspicious of it at first, because it got mayo in it, and mayo is disgusting, but it's good. You can get a little bit on the stick, or you can get a little bit in the cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's about elote and basil. But yeah, she's going to add that to the menu um, with a couple other desserts, honestly. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think she's going to add this dessert, but she did tell me about um, Trace Leches because I did ask her about it. And she directed me to a amazing bakery that I've been to multiple times. Pasta de Dia Raquel. You're going to have to write that down later, but... <laughs> it's um, not too far from the Tapatia one okay. and, like, East High School. I went there for years, and they have a really good taste. So, yeah, she directed me to La Pastoria. Pastelaria La... Pastelaria Raquel. And the the cakes there are really good. That's another place you guys should try. Um, for a wet cake. Not just wet cake. <laughs> All types of cake. Do they have dry cakes? Yeah. I did not see one dry cake when I walked there. Well, you were not looking hard enough. Because all of them were soggy. No. They were delicious to perfection. We will definitely be coming back to try those new menu items and everything else you have in this restaurant. But yeah, thank you so much for taking the time for us to interview you. But yeah, thank you. Before we go, we want to recommend some other Mexican restaurants in the area for listeners to try, including Pasta La Ria Raquel and El Aguilaria. 
El Aguila Real is known for its sizzling fajitas and flavorful margaritas. Pastelaria Raquel is a great spot for authentic Mexican desserts with dishes like tres leches and the flan napolitano. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for tuning in into Cuisine Crossover. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and let us know what other international cuisines you would like us to explore. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on the latest episodes through Urban Plains. I'm Lauren. And I'm Nora. And this is Cuisine Crossover. Cuisine Crossover.